Critically Chaotic is a rowdy Dungeons and Dragons podcast that consists of adult themes and humor. Content warnings for this episode can be found in the episode description as well as a link to transcripts. Rest, weary traveler, and enjoy. In the last episode, the Vox returned to Wingston. Beforehand, Snow talked Carius into letting her keep the necklace they found in the Thistle's hideout, and lied to Valen about its whereabouts. On the way there, Mogan talked to Vey about his experiences with Edith and the Sun. That night, after everyone had gone to sleep, Jerome went on a nighttime adventure as Jack, researching the mask that definitely should not be in his possession. Now, the Vox prepares to return most of the artifacts back to Valen and the museum, and run some errands. It is now the morning of the 25th, and you all awaken. Sick. No nightmares tonight. No nightmares. That's nice. That's good. They talking to herself. Honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go get some food. I I would assume as we walk past the boys' room, we just bang on the door and don't even stop to talk to them. Just go downstairs. (laughs) Carrie jumps out of his skin when Snow bangs on the door. Yeah, Mogan like sits up and is like, um, what? Leaf is still face down in his bed like, ugh. <laughs> uh, I think that was the the girls telling us it's time for breakfast. Already? Yes, it's, it is quite morning. <sighs> give, me a, give me a minute. <laughs> Leaf pats, I mean, Carrie's pats. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I pat Leaf's back. <laughs> <laughs> and Leaf slowly but surely gets up and um, fixes his hair, fixes everything, you know, takes an extra long time staring in the mirror. <laughs> Adjusts his titties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie just waits very patiently used to this now. <laughs> <laughs> and then they they meet up with the others out there, like, maybe ten minutes later. Yeah. Jerome is conked out on the roof. Oh, right. I think that Alice would probably try to wake you up. Mogan gets up at the same time that Carrie does, and just gets all of his crap, and he walks out when Carrie sleeps. (laughs) Everyone just waiting for Leaf by the door. (laughs) (laughs) Do you all join us at the table downstairs? Yes. So, what are we doing today? Well, um, I need clothes, so... Same. I would like to purchase some stuff for winter. I think that should be the first stop. And then, oh, should we get to the artifacts first? Yeah, good point. Probably need to stop by the museum. Yeah, so, artifacts... Artifacts first, then we'll do a bit of shopping, and then I want to go do a little bit of research in the library, whoever wants to join. Oh, I might actually tag along for that. The more the merrier. I actually wanted to um, share with you an idea that I had while we were on the road yesterday and last night, 
Um, what would you all think about using the Thistle's base that we cleared out as our own little base of operations? That's not a bad idea, actually. Once we um, clear... And he, he whispers this part, and he's like, once we clear the, uh, the bodies out of there, it would make for a comfy living situation. Snow overhears uh, Leaf whisper about the bodies and just, like, completely nonchalantly looks over. Oh, I know how to get rid of them. We're good. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> that, I can't laugh in my own heart. <laughs> <laughs> Leaf just, just snickers. She takes a second and looks back and goes, I realized that might have sounded a bit weird. I, I read about the burial rituals to make sure that we wouldn't cause any issues. That's, that's what I meant about that. <laughs> no, no judgment. I love the phrasing. <laughs> she just kind of goes back to her coffee. <laughs> it seems like it would make a. It has all the uh, amenities we might need when we're passing through, and it would be nice to have, especially since it's so secluded. It would be nice to have that sort of home base, I suppose. Before we make a full-on decision, though, I would like to preface this by saying that there are some potential issues that could come up if we do use this as our own little base thingy. The first is that there's no guarantee that the thistles won't come back. We could give them an obvious sign that we slaughtered everybody slaughtered everybody on the inside. The second could be perhaps the thistles have some sort of enemies that would be going after, but once again, we could leave something obviously at the front uh perhaps like our sim like a symbol for us or like just a little note that's like hey we cleared it out this it's by used by the vox instead stuff like that last night i did draw out the what i remembered of the plan of like the layout of the little base there so we could go over it assign rooms stuff like that and i guess they will put like a piece of paper on the which like a rough outline of what it looked like and shit um what if we made it look like it was because we, we have the um, the entrance that not even it seemed most of the uh, thistles knew about from uh, Tamaray. We could um, close off or seemingly destroy the front entrance to just make it seem like um, it the base itself was destroyed and unusable. That way, no one really knows anyone's inside or using it. Very true. Do we have a way of creating something that could visibly look like a, it was destroyed, like collapse a tunnel? Do we have anything that could collapse a tunnel of that size or seal it so it can't be entered from that area? If if we can't completely eliminate it, we could set up a trap. During our shopping for winter clothes, we could buy trap stuff as well, like Leaf was just saying, and then maybe some maps might be a good place to chart our adventures from. I don't know. I'm spitballing here. I do love me a good trap. Snow gets like a slightly far away look in her eyes and just kind of mutters, oh, and we could get area rugs. <laughs> no, I love you. <laughs> so, shall we get on with our business of the day? Is everybody done eating? Mogan's still just gorging. Yeah, yeah. You all proceed together to the museum. 
and it's open. There are some people uh, bustling in and out, and it's very easy to get Valen uh, from where he is. You just talk to the receptionist real quick, and Valen comes on out, and he looks very happy and relieved to see all of you as he hurries up uh, from the back room where he came out of. Uh, oh, well, welcome back. I'm glad to see that you all are back in one piece. And um, he he looks at Mogan for a second and got a, another friend or... Um... <laughs> Look, I forgot Mogan wasn't there. Oh, hi. I'm Mogan. Oh, uh, hello. It is, it is a one, it's wonderful to meet you. This is Valen. Um, he's an old friend of mine. Uh, hello, Valen. Snow kind of puts her arm on uh, Mogan's shoulder and looks at Val and goes, he- he's not much for words, but he's a great guy. Uh, I-, I trust you. Yeah. Um, did-, did you all find the artifacts? Almost all. Uh, all but one. Oh, uh, which-, which one were you unable to recover? Uh, the necklace. Ah, I see. Uh, that- that's okay. And I'm glad that none of you uh, got hurt from what it looks like. Um, do you, do you have them now? Uh, we can bring them to the back room, like before? Yes. Uh, he kind of gestures for you all to follow as he leads you to the same back room that he did the last time you were in the museum, where he cleaned up the previous artifacts. Have you, um, replaced, uh, the Fey artifacts to where they were before? Are they still in the safe house? They're still in the safe house. I'll have to clean them up here and make sure that they're not damaged, that whatever the thistles were doing, that they haven't gotten them dirty or damaged them in any way. And then they'll be returned to the safe house until we can properly get the new exhibit installed. Ah, sounds good. Um, I remember you had asked if I could um, double check on the validity of some of your information. Um, I'm unsure if you meant the stuff generally in the museum or specifically like those sort of artifacts. Because if you'd like, right now I could go and perhaps take some notes and if I'd notice any mistranslations or anything like that, I could do that. Oh yes, that that would be wonderful. Uh, we have a couple Elven exhibits that are currently on display and then we have the Fae artifacts locked up, but if you would like either tonight or tomorrow night, uh, you could come and uh, with an escort look at the Fae exhibit. Uh, fey artifacts that are currently locked down, and then you can look through the notes that I have on those to make sure that all the information is accurate there, too. Sounds good. Uh, while you're all dealing with this, I guess I'll go check out the elven exhibits, and would you be accompanying me for the fey artifacts? It seems like that's something you're more specialized in, and I feel like it would be better if I talked to the more knowledgeable individual on this subject. Yes, I'd be I'd be more than happy to. Would you like to do that tonight or another night? Uh, tonight should w- I'll look at the others and t- tonight should work, right? Uh, I believe so. Um, would you mind if I also tagged along for that? Of course, yes. You're more than welcome to. Lovely. Tonight then, and they will uh wander off, and uh, I'll purposefully give L to Carius. Um, and then give him the, like, that look that's like, you know what to do if you need me or something. Um, uh, I give El Ticarius in the, I guess in the little, little small furry boy form, the marmot, I forget. The weasel? Weasel, thank you. In the weasel form. And then I'll go over to the elven exhibits and do my own stuff. Carius gives a grateful smile as she leaves. 
I assume that you all are giving the artifacts to Valen. He's uh, arranging them on the table and just double-checking them, making sure that they're the authentic ones and, um, and whatnot. Uh, yes, this, this all seems to be in order. And he looks at all of you. I truly appreciate all of your help. Um, uh, if, you, if you'd like, uh, I don't have it on me right now because I'm at work, but I do have some spare money that I can give you as thanks for doing this for me. Only, only if that's all right with you. I mean, I, I don't mean to, you don't mean to overstep. I, I, I really don't mind. You, you all took on a, a thievery organization to get these back. I truly appreciate it. Snow sees him stuttering, kind of steps in. That'd be wonderful. Thank you. Uh, I can, I can give it to, uh, you and Vey tonight after the, after we look over the Fey artifacts, if you would like. That'd be wonderful. Thank you. Actually, Valen, I, I, I did have a question. Um, I know you're busy at work right now, but, um, if, if you're not busy this evening, afterwards, um, before, um, w- before you meet with Snow and Vey, uh, I was just wondering if I could come by and see you f- for a moment. Oh, um, yes, yes, of, 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 of course. Um, you can either do it tonight before we go to the exhibit, or uh, I have I have a lunch break in a few hours if you want to meet for lunch or anything like that. Wh- whichever works better for you. Lunch then, just so just so your friends don't have to to wait uh, until after we've had our discussion. Yes, that's that's perfect. I'll I'll be there. You can either meet me here, or I can meet you at my place. We'll probably just eat there. Yes, yeah, I, I can. I can meet you at, at your place. All right. Thank you, Rias. Thank thank you so much for this. You, you and your companions have been such help. Uh, he kind of stands awkwardly for a second before he uh, kind of gestures to help lead you all out to the other parts of the museum. And we go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to think Leaf and Jerome like kind of exchanged a glance like, mm, this is a... <laughs> The atmosphere is a little weird. <laughs> Jerome makes sawing notions with, uh, uh, emotions with an imaginary knife just to indicate that you could cut the tension in the air with a knife. <laughs> Once they're on their own, Carrie's like, sorry, I didn't see a better opportunity to ask him that. And I kind of panicked asked him. I meant to ask him when we were on our own to not put you guys in that situation again. Sorry. It's all right. You did great. Oh, oh, uh, uh oh. Thank, thank you. <laughs> and he's blushing now. <laughs> <laughs> Carius, I love you. You're a swell fellow. You're awkward as shit, and we love that. <laughs> Carius, like, genuinely laughs out loud. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd say as as soon as it started getting awkward in there, Snow and Mogan left to go find Vey. Just be like, nope, this is not something we're taking part of. <laughs> yeah, Mogan's kind of a part of that. He agrees. After Valen parts uh, and gets you all out of the office, he probably goes off to find Vey as well to ask her about anything that she's noticed. Did I notice anything? <laughs> uh, no, everything's actually pretty oh. pretty accurate. Seems like a lot of research was put into this stuff. Wig. Valen, uh, I'd like to say I'm very impressed with 
uh, the work you've done already. I couldn't really spot any issues at all. Translations are spot on. All of that. Good job. Oh, uh, thank you. We we try to put as much effort as we can into ensuring all of the accuracies. There's nothing worse than reporting on false history. So, what are you up to for the rest of the day? Work. Uh, I'll have to attend to those artifacts that you all brought in and uh, make make some notes. And then probably afterwards, um, I'll be meeting here with you and Snow and we'll go to the other artifacts. Lovely. Uh, I'd love to know uh, if you learn anything from those uh, artifacts that we dropped off you. I obviously took a look at them myself, but I didn't glean much from them. But I obviously am not a... I'm not trained in history as you are. So if you have anything that you notice that perhaps I may not have, I would love to hear it. Oh, uh, absolutely. I can I can definitely send you a letter or something if you would like. Oh, that'd be great. We should just be going shopping and then doing a little bit of research. Uh, so I'll be in either of those areas should you need me. Um, and I will see, see you this evening. All right. Sounds wonderful. Thank you. Lovely. And I'll turn to snow and mogan and like raise my eyebrows in the ready to go look let's get going see you later valen uh we leave oh wait uh fuck shoot uh you guys go on ahead i drop my uh savvy savvy dagger back in the museum uh <laughs> they have shitty security and i was playing uh you know savvy stab anyways i'll go get it y'all go on ahead i'll catch up I would like to insight check that. Yeah, I'm also insight checking that. Can I do it with advantage because it's so obviously a lie, even though I have disadvantage for just a straight roll? That's just Lady not being able to provide a good lie. I, I didn't have time. Zan didn't respond quickly enough. I'm sorry. I was playing characters. I got a 17. I got a 16. I got an 11. Yeah, Jerome definitely dropped a knife in there, and he needs to go back and get it. Oh. You have fun, then. We won't wait up. And I leave. Jerome, or Snow just kind of raises her eyebrows and follows Vey out. And Mogan follows right behind the two girls. Carrie sort of hesitates, and he says, Um, I, sh- I can wait outside the museum while you grab it. Oh no, I gotta, I gotta fucking find where I dropped it, I gotta, uh, I think I gotta use the loot too, it's, it's no big deal. Uh, I appreciate the effort though, Carrie, yes, uh, it's, it's awful sweet of you. Uh, go on ahead, I'll, I'll catch up, I promise. Don't worry, I know where I'm going. Carrie looks a little anxious at that, but he just sort of nods and follows, uh, and looks at Leaf and follows after him. Yeah, Leaf, Leaf will just pat Carrie's shoulder and then wave at Jerome and then they'll, they'll make their way and, and follow the rest of the group. Jerome is gonna wait until the, or walk into the museum and watch and make sure the party properly leaves, um, before quickly pulling out a sheet of paper and sketching something out real quick to go track down Valen. Um, so yeah, I'm looking for Valen. Uh, he was headed back towards his office, but you came back in pretty fast, so you probably catch him before he actually goes into the, like, more restricted area. Hey, uh, Valen, got a quick question for you. Uh, he kind of looks over. Oh, uh, Jerome, was it? Yeah, you got it. Jerome, that's my name. Don't wear it out. But feel free to. Uh, wh- what's on, what's in your mind? 
Uh, so you you know history stuff, right? You're a history buff. Um, yes. Right. Yeah. You work in a museum as a curator. You know your shit. Um. So we came across this uh, funky looking thing as like a wall decoration, uh, and also as like a as a face decoration that like kind of gave me the heebie-jeebies uh, while we were doing the the retrieval thing. Um, and Jerome pulls out a sketch of the mask um that was hanging on the wall uh do you happen to know anything about this uh i i heard it was associated with some sort of god of the mask or something um but i don't really know too much about it you do you know anything he looks it over and he like kind of considers it and he says um I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, that that hasn't really come up in my studies, uh, that I remember, anyway. Uh, you, you said it was for a god of some kind? I'm, I'm, not really a, I'm not really a religious expert, I focus more on written history. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm, I have a friend who enjoys researching about gods and whatnot. Uh, maybe I can put you in touch with her? Would that help? No, yeah, that would be, uh, that would be, that would be good, that would be nice, uh. I'd love to learn more uh, about all this different stuff I come across. I've come across so much random shit in my time, in my travels, like you would not fucking believe. And I just gotta fucking ask random Joe Schmoes around the street, hey, you know about this shit? So being able to talk to an actual expert uh, would be exceptional. Uh, Alright, um, do, uh, do... Do you just want to send letters? Do you want to be my... Do you want to meet my friend in person? Um, she lives in Vusnikor, so it would be a bit of a long trek. Vusnikor. Uh, hmm. Tell you what, if you can send her a letter, letter and uh, give me a name, uh, and maybe get, like, get a return letter, uh, we may or may not be popping by there at some point, so it'd be good to, like, yeah, meet her in person. Uh, sure. Yeah, I I can send her a letter. Um, I I'm going to be sending Vey a letter at one point in the future too. Do you all have a place that you would want letters to be sent to, or should I just hire someone to find you to deliver the letters? We'll let you know when we're leaving the city. Uh, as a general thing. Um, but generally, and where we're going, but generally the mercenaries guild will probably be the best for now. All right. Uh, yes, that sounds good then. So yeah, I, I'll I'll get in contact with her. Um, but if if you all are planning on going through Rusnikor, it would be a good idea to brush up on the customs. Uh, it's it's a difficult place to travel through at the moment. No, yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, they got some stuff happening. Uh, so good advice, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, you swell fella, pretty trustworthy guy, uh, and a general upstanding person. So uh, thank you. Uh, of course, no problem. Uh, if if you ever need anything else, just let me know. Send me a letter, come see me. Which, whatever. Jerome does finger guns. Will do, big guy. Uh, I gotta go catch up with everyone else, but uh, thanks for the info. Really appreciate it. Real swell of ya. Adios. And so Jerome <laughs> goes to try and catch up with the party. Alright. As we were leaving the museum, I would say Snow just kind of pulls Carius aside for a second and just gives him a little thank you and keeps going. Where are you all headed to next? Um, I believe we wanted to go shopping next, right? 
I just need clothes in general. I'm still wearing the, like, clothes from the crate, so. <laughs> yeah, Carius needs, like, fabric and shit. So there is the Saga Outpost there, and then if you wanted more, like, individual shops, there's a magic shop, an armory, and a general shop. Oh, wait, who else, uh, who else has potions that they still need to figure out, like, what they are? Should, do we want to stop by the magic shop to see if that, the person can tell us what they are? Yeah, and maybe we can also find something to help with the base there. I'll just grab clothes while that's going on. Or I guess I can go grab, it, does the, would the general store have, like, uh, winter clothes and, like, maps and shit? Yes. Then I will go there. I don't. I've, I'm pretty sure my potion is just blood. <laughs> yeah, I guess the rest of us will get clothes after we do this. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'd like to just grab my stuff and then directly head to the library for um, research and shit because I need to do the stuff with Valen or Valen. So, so let's focus on the magic shop first. Then, let me look up how much it should cost to identify a potion. Oh man. Can't just do us a solid. <laughs> <laughs> no. Leaf Leaf can't use his charms. Bogan can't intimidate. Flirt them? with the shopkeeper, Leaf. Give us a discount. No, because I'm bad at role playing flirting. <laughs> <laughs> My only flaw with picking a character like this. You all go to the magic shop, which is called the Antique Manticore. You enter into the magic shop. And have you all ever been to, like, um, like a hippie-type store where, like, it has the smell of incense and it has, yeah. like, all the old oh, antique yeah. stuff and the bead curtains and, like, all that stuff? Oh, yes. Yeah. That, is, that yeah. is what this magic shop is as you enter. You hear, a, like, there's a little bell that dings uh, when you enter uh, into the shop and you hear a, a voice go... All right, don't worry, I'll be up there in a minute. It's almost exactly a minute, almost exactly 60 seconds, that by the counter, uh, an old gnomish woman just suddenly pops up and just leans on the counter and says, What can I do you for? Oh, um, hello. Uh, well, my my friends and I were looking to browse, I think, and we we also wanted some assistance on identifying these strange potions that we picked up. Oh, identifying potions, you say? Of course I can most definitely do that. It will be five silver per potion to identify. Leaf glances at the others and he, and he says, Oh, yeah, that, that should work fine. Can I try and get the old lady to identify it based on a description? Do you, do you ask her that? Yes. Huh. Interesting. A little puzzle, I see. Sure, I'll, I'd be willing to give it a shot, although it's still gonna cost you five silver. Leaf, Leaf is gonna joke around a little bit and be like, why don't you describe the taste to her? Oh, it didn't, it didn't have. It didn't, it didn't have a taste. Snow starts laughing. <laughs> no, yeah, it was weird. Uh, 
Most things have like some kind of taste, and it looked like it would be something that had a taste, but uh, no taste. Give me five silver, Sonny. <laughs> God, do I want to try and seduce this old woman? <laughs> Please. Snow gives Jerome a look of, don't you dare make this poor old woman have a bad day. I really want to see Jerome try and, like, <laughs> butter up an old lady. <laughs> Carius is also giving Jerome a stern look. <laughs> Leaf, Leaf has, like, his eyebrows raised, like, <laughs> like he's anticipating what Jerome's next move is. He does like to get deals, but, like, this is an old lady. He's gonna be nice to the old lady. Respect the the elders. He'll fork, he'll fork over the five silver. So she takes it. Alright, so you say that you had taste before you took this potion. No, yeah, uh, I was, I was, I had very excellent taste. Uh, very, very good at tasting. Did it taste like something momentarily before it tasted like nothing? No, yeah, it was like, kind of like, really weirdly bitter, bittersweet, kind of, I think, if I remember correctly. <laughs> oh, Sonny, oh, Sonny. You took an anti-tasting potion. <gasps> you are gonna taste another damn thing oh. in your life. <laughs> Snow is hysterically laughing in the corner. <laughs> Leaf is like, like grinning, but he's like covering his mouth because he's also shocked. Carrie's <laughs> just like pinching the bridge of his nose. Jerome kind of looks at his companions, nods. Hmm. I get the feeling this is some form of a uh, cosmic karma. <laughs> Probably for the scones. No, yeah, maybe, maybe. Those were good scones, though. Oh, <gasps> I can get to eat dirt now. Oh my god, I've never please, dared to try please dirt. Please do not eat dirt. There's, th do not eat dirt. I want to specify, even though you can't taste nothing, you could still get the health effects from it. I mean, yeah, but like. Dead. I wonder Jerome, what the text is like. Jerome, like, look me you... in the eyes. Jerome, do not eat Jerome dirt. does not look you in the eyes. <laughs> Jerome, Jerome, please. Jerome, I... Jerome, please. Please. Fine, I'll limit myself to rocks. Rocks? Rocks, yeah, no. You ever seen, like, a really brightly colored rock? Jerome? I know that you can't taste them, but think of your teeth. I mean, I never said I was gonna chew. Oh my god. Rome, are you are you part goblin or something? You strike oh, me as no. a goblin, sort of. <laughs> Might fella. as well be. <laughs> you, you feel it feels like you've goblin at your core if you like rocks that much. No, yeah. It, it, it's not so much about the rocks, it's about the forbidden. At, at that, Snow just kind of pushes past him. And puts her five silver and her potion on the counter, just shaking her head like, God, I'm over this. Well, hello there, madam. Hi. Uh, sorry for my, um, companion. Uh, would you mind taking a look at this? Of course, of course. Ah, oh, I get the funniest people in here. And she pockets the, the, the gold, or sorry, the silver, and she picks up the vial she, like, turns it over, looks at the the yellow liquid. She, like, holds it up to the light. She uncorks it. She smells it. She dips in, like, her pinky to get, like, a little droplet. And she puts it in her mouth. And she goes, mm -hmm. 
Yep, just as I suspected. That's a nectar. That's not a potion. Oh. Uh, would you, would you mind explaining to me what that would do? Uh, it could be used to make honey, I heard. Oh. It's pretty Great. sweet. Wonderful. All right, um, well, thank you, I suppose. And she takes the vial back, looking a lot more disappointed than she did a minute ago, and just kind of walks back. (laughs) Uh, Mogan walks up next and puts the five silver on the table and goes, okay, what about this one? She looks it over. Uh, She does kind of very similar to what she did with with, uh, Snows, where she looks it over, she turns the vial, she holds it up to the light, she opens it, she sniffs it, she kind of, like, gets a kind of, like, huh, kind of look on her face. She sticks in her other little pinky this time and tastes that. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yes. You, young man, you have morning dew on your hands. Cool. What exactly is that? Well, it is dew that comes from leaves after the rain, and it is collected in the morning, and it has magical properties. What kind of magical properties? The kind that has magic in it. What does the magic do? Well, it doesn't do anything on its own. It's just morning dew. But it can be used to make some powerful potions. Can can Leaf gently place his hand on, on Mogan's arm and step forward and be like, so, uh, I, th- I think what we want to know is, if someone were to drink it, what, what would it do? It would hydrate you a little bit. But because it has magical properties, does it, um, a- amplify anything if, if we put it on something? Well, well, tell me this, Sonny. I see that you have a familiar down there. Uh, when you got the ingredients for your spell, could they do anything on their own? Well, that, that's a fair point. So this is just an ingredient. Indeed. Mogan kind of just huffs and like puts the potion back in his bag and just walks away. Leaf will like mumble an apology to Mogan before putting his his own potion on the counter. Uh, Kind of like does the same thing, looking at it, sniffing it, going through. but then uh, pauses and kind of tilts her head before she's like going to do like the finger dip thing. She sniffs it again. Oh, yeah, yes. That is a potion of healing you've got there. What? Yes. Yes. Snow looks up at that and looks even more angrily down at her own vial of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Leaf, Leaf will, will nod and take the potion, being even more careful with it than before, and slide it back into his bag. Uh, Carius gives up on arguing with Jerome and finally approaches the counter and um, hands uh, the woman the potion along with the five silver. She picks it up. She kind of, she has like a gleam in her eye, like she might already know what it is. She uncorks it and this time instead of sniffing, she like wafts it and she gets a little sip. Oh, yes! Oh my! She corks it again. That there, Sonny, that is a truth serum you got there. Pretty powerful one, too, I gotta say. Oh, do you mind telling me more about what exactly that does? Uh, have you ever heard of the spell, the Zone of Truth? Uh, yes, I've, I've never, um, experienced it or seen it in person, but I've heard of it vaguely. 
So it works in a similar way. You have two ways you can go about this, dearie. You can either smash it on the ground, and that will create a cloud that will then uh, cause the zone of truth. And so similarly, people will be able to, almost like with their willpower, be able to, to stop themselves from uh, compulsively telling the truth. Or you can have someone drink it and if they drink it there's no there's no like wisdom save so to speak they just need to tell the truth and i think it lasts for with how powerful that is probably 5 minutes or so i see thank thank you very much and he looks very interested and very pleased with that and he puts it away carefully in his bag and just to like specify kind of out of character um so the vial is maybe like um well like it's 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 the size of like a small vial like you would see in usual kind of things there's maybe like two or three ounces in there um and so the whole thing lasts for five minutes but you could theoretically split it up into like sections and it will have the same effect it'll just last not as long uh, i snow would ask the old lady um is it would the person who ingest it know that they were under a truth serum? Oh, I'm not entirely sure. Let me consult my book. AKA me checking the rules handbook, don't mind me. <laughs> that's something that's very important to know, just in case someone tries to roofie someone. And then they're like, wait, I'm under a potion like a truth spell. I could just not talk. Okay. I'll say that. If you if you smash it, and so like if you smash it and you get like the the cloud, similar to how like when someone casts Zone of Truth, the person will be aware of it. Uh, you they theoretically wouldn't be aware of it when they drink it, except it has a very strong taste, which she would tell you. So it has a very strong taste. So if you're able to mask that taste somehow, they wouldn't know about it. Otherwise, they might think that there's something in their drink. Um, which they might not be aware that it's a truth serum, but they would be aware that there's, like, something going on. Especially if they realize suddenly that they can't, like, lie. Snow kind of nods and gives the lady a smile. Thank you very much for the information. You've been very helpful. Oh, of course, of course. Is there anything else that I can help you all with? Uh, she looks around at the rest of the group to kind of see and then turns back and says, um, I, I personally don't have anything. I... I'm on a bit of a schedule, but I would love to come back someday, so thank thank you very much. Oh, of course, of course. Feel free to come on back. I'd love to have all of you here. You all were just the sweetest. I want Mogan to, like, interrupt. He walks back up to the counter, and he goes, Actually, I have another question. Yes, dearie, the sweetest of all. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, I drank a potion... And it had some effect on me, and I need to know what it was. Well, well, dearie, as you know, identification will be another five silver. He huffs, pulls more silver, he pulls out a gold and gives it to her. He goes, well, I need money back then. Okay, that's fine. Puts it away. She gets out five silver from before and puts it on the counter. Now, what was it that you drank, dearie? And so he just starts, like, describing, like... Well, at least what he experienced with the potion. Uh, she listens through to it. She kind of nods. She listens. She kind of frowns a bit. She goes, oh. Oh. Oh, I think I know what you might have drank, Sonny. Hang on. 
she like disappears below the counter um and then you all see like so it's like one of those long counters and on the end of the counter there's like with the bar where in a bar where there's like the the like opening door it opens and she like walks through she's shorter than the actual countertop she walks through she's scurrying over to like a shelf that has potions on it and she gets out like a step ladder and she walks on up it she's like looking through and she uh takes one and she turns around did it look like this dare and it does it looks almost exactly like what you drank before uh yeah that's exactly what i drank You drank some oil at Dragon's Bane! And? And that's supposed to go on a weapon! Not, you're not supposed to drink it! It's made from it's made from dragon's blood and poison! I think wyvern poison! No wonder you had such a strange effect on you! You had a touch of wild magic in ya! I drank... Something to enhance a weapon? Indeed, a pretty powerful one, too, if I do say. He just kind of, like, looks around, and he goes, Of course I did! And he walks out. He's just pissed at himself. She watches you go on, and is like, He's a rather cheerful fella. Can Leaf, um, approach her? Uh, um, how much would that be? Oh, for this? It would be about 350 gold. Oh, wow. oh my god. I see. It's a, pr- it's a pretty powerful <laughs> potion, I tell ya. You see, what you do is that you coat it in your weapon and you get the Bane enhancement for about a minute. That is certainly out of my pay grade, so forget about that, but thank you anyway. <laughs> Snow, Mogan. Um, I would say she, she runs up to Mogan and just, are, are you okay? What was that? Did you not hear her? I literally drank a potion that could have enhanced my weapon to be even better than it is now. Isn't that so frustrating? It's it's frustrating, absolutely, but don't blame yourself for that. Any of us could have done it. <sighs> he just huffs and he goes, well, yeah, but that really could have been my chance to really enhance my weapon. Oh, Mogan, don't worry. We'll we'll find plenty other chances for you to do that. I mean, honestly, you don't even know if that's the best weapon out there for you. Perhaps we'll find a better one, and you don't want to have wasted your your enhancing uh, potions or anything on a weapon you're not going to keep, do you? You can tell that he kind of, like, calms down, but kind of goes into, like, a quick, like, whimper. He goes, yeah, I guess not. So just <laughs> Snow just kind of, like, puts her hand on his back and, like, rubs a little bit, but very softly, so it's not, like, obvious that she's trying to comfort him and just kind of goes, besides, honestly, you were just kind of doing what Jerome was doing, and it's never really been the smartest choice, so you can't blame yourself. He sighs, he goes, yeah, thank you, Snow, you're right. No worries. Um, I'm gonna go get some new clothes. Did you want to come with, or I think uh, Vey was already going to the library, so if you wanted to go there, I'm going there after. I'll go with you to get clothes, but there's no point for me to go to the library. And he kind of, like, shies away. I mean, you could always come just for the company. Let's go get some clothes, then. I think that's where the others went anyway. 
So time for the general store. Uh, I'll do Vey first since Vey went there before you all. So Vey, what you what you doing? What you getting? I'm looking for just any like mainly winter clothes. Um, and then maps if we can find them. One of like the general, just the I don't know how many maps we actually have in between us because I think we talked about it before that we had some, but I don't really know what we'd have. So, uh, you head to the general store, uh, which is called the Wishing Tree, and it's a it's a quaint little shop. Uh, it has different sections for a variety of things, and there's a guy that's reading a book uh, by the register, and he glances up when you walk in because there's a bell on the door. He says, uh, "Hey, welcome on into the Wishing Tree. Let me know if you need any help." And he looks back at his uh, book. Sounds good, thank you. And I'll I'll head over to the uh, clothing section first. How much was it again for the full winter outfit? It is ten gold for a full set. Um. So from everything that have uh, Bay, well, Bay Vey would buy a sort of a collared billowy white button up shirt. Um, with like some like with like faint patterns embroidered. Um, with white thread, she buys straight cut black pants that are kind of loose around the thighs and the calves, but they taper and uh, down towards the ankle. Uh, dark bl- brown belt and then black suspenders. Um, she's also just going to buy a thick black coat that goes down a little bit past her uh, knees. Um, fur lined for like the winter aspect of it um, with like denser fur. It's not like the fluffy one that gets in your face and like in your mouth. It's really uncomfortable. It's like the denser, coarser fur. Um... She just gets some leather gloves that are lined in for as well. And then finally, uh, she gets like thick black leather boots that kind of military-esque um, since before she was wearing just like regular boots and they're not really the best for the adventuring lifestyle that she's gotten herself into. Uh, they lace in the front, chunky sole that add a couple of inches and the pants are meant to be tucked into the boots. And that's what she grabs. And then I'll head over to the maps. They have a main world map, and then they have maps for each of the different countries, and then they have a map for all of the cities in Ushal, and then they have like a handful of those from other countries. I feel like they would just get a general world map. Uh, if they have any like slightly torn used ones that are like at a discount, she'd go for those. But um, if they don't, then just a regular world map. Uh. Yeah, there's probably one that like got crinkled and crumpled and a little torn when it was getting put on display. So it has like a little thing tacked onto it that's like twenty five percent off. Then I will grab that map. Yeah, and then I'll pack everything in my bag and I will head towards the library. Oh, and then to the to the dude, I'll just be like, if um if a group of strange individuals come in f- after me, just let them know that I got a a world map instead of the specific ones. Uh, yeah, sure, whatever. Thanks a lot. And I will go to the library. Uh, the rest of you arrive to the wishing tree. Sure enough, those strange individuals file in. (laughs) 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 And the guy is like, hello and welcome to the wishing tree. Uh, the person that came in before you said to let you know that they got a world map. Snow cocks an eyebrow and goes, looks like me. 
He like kind of glances up. Yeah, without the the face stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she just kind of nods and like smirks and goes back towards the clothes. Uh, I see charisma is that individual's high stat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. A uh, quick question: If I needed to buy like an outfit plus a winter outfit plus a coat, how much is that gonna be? Um. Okay. So the the winter clothes come with a coat. So are you getting like a separate one than what it already comes with? More of like the cloak for the wings, right? Yeah, and a little more aesthetic than the winter coat. <laughs> okay, so it'll be ten gold for the uh winter clothes it'll be two gold for a new general traveler's clothes a fancy cloak i say fancy it's like a standard cloak uh cost <laughs> why cost 20 gold what yeah How i don't know more i don't know seeing um like snow look at the price tag carius touches her shoulder and says um i'm already getting fabric um instead of just general clothes if you'd like i can make you a cloak Oh, would you be willing? Oh, that'd be so kind. Absolutely. It's no trouble at all. I like to snow just so just to keep myself busy, so. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And he gives her a smile and says, uh, it, if you want to come with me, we can look at fabrics you would like? Yeah, I'll meet you over there. Let me just uh, pick out the clothes I, I am going to get. Okay, I'll see you there. And he wanders back over to the fabric session section. <laughs> Cool. Okay, so then um, for her, like, general outfit that's not meant to be warm, she's going to get, like, higher-waisted but, like, tight, stretchy kind of black leather pants with, like, buttons kind of going up them. And then a um, very, like, soft see-through kind of white shirt that is both low-cut in the back and front, so if her wings pop out, it hopefully shouldn't rip this one. <laughs> but it's long sleeve um, and quite sheer. And then over top of that, like this um, fabric, but somehow very sturdy looking blue and uh, black lace corset. And then um, for the winter outfit, it's basically just this really like long, like kind of thigh length um cloak that is in these like dark blues with like kind of this white filigree design around it and um some chains to close it all up while you all were shopping for winter clothes uh jerome opted to skip the shop to instead head to the library early uh jerome enters the library uh and starts looking for vey you, because you skip the the general store entirely, you probably meet Vey like a little bit away from the library or like right outside it. Oh, hey, Vey. Uh glad I caught up to you in time, uh, before you headed into the library. Um I actually had a couple of things I wanted to talk to you about before uh heading into the, the, the quiet place, Shishstone. Uh if that's cool. Where where did you want to talk? I mean, anyway, it doesn't have to be private. Just like, you know, you're not supposed to talk in a library. Otherwise, librarians will eat your heart. You know. Um, Let's go just wander around a park. They find a bench in the park. So, uh, first off, I want to apologize for 
how kind of aggressive I came off uh, back at the Thistle's hideout. Uh, our hideout now, I guess. Um, particularly over the, the, the mask thing. Um, it just, it gave me the weirdest heebie-jeebies and... You know, I didn't want anybody to mixed up, be mixed up with it, so uh, I kind of... I, I'm a little bit of a paranoid fella, I don't know if you've noticed. Um, but uh, it makes me a little bit uh, hostile at times. Um, and I only realized that in sort of hindsight, so uh, I wanted to, you know, apologize for the hostility that I may have uh, communicated towards you. And I'll apologize to Snow later as well. Um, that mask thing just had the worst vibes and uh, gave me the creeps. So, apologies. Um, apology accepted, though I can't say you're forgiven, but your apology's accepted. No, yeah, it's fair. Um, forgiveness is an entirely different thing, but I wanted to offer it anyways. And then about the hideout... Um, you know how the mo most places that have, like, secret stuff, they have, like, traps and stuff? Um, and how we ended up, like, disarming a couple of traps while we were there? Uh, maybe it would be good to have, like, some traps set up, maybe? I would say that I'm uh, proficient in traps. Uh, I've got a little bit more experience in the disarming than the arming, but uh, it's not too different, I don't reckon. Uh, so, I could probably arm the traps that are already there. Uh, and then if I can do a little bit of poking around, get a couple of, a little bit of supplies, I could probably arm some new traps. But, uh, I have a few contacts that could, uh, help me get some eh, more basic stuff. You can never go wrong with a good bear trap. Uh, I'd prefer if your contacts weren't so casually associated with our groups and... If we could keep that to a minimum, uh, if anything, you could use the traps that they already have in the base and simply move them to where we need them. Um, but yeah, I'd I'd like it if we didn't have that sort of crowd hanging around us all the time. Oh no, this wasn't the the group meets the contacts. It was the hey, I as the Jerome Jack fella uh, would meet the contacts and then grab the shit. But still, you'd be associating us with that sort of group because you are part of our group and then you are meeting with them and then by extent we are associated with you it's not that we'd be meeting them it's that they'd be meeting us i mean not really but if you're not comfortable with it i can just like nah that's that's cool no yeah that was that was the most of the things the apology the uh, the uh, the trips that was most of the the most of the stuff, uh, I just didn't want to make it a thing in front of the rest of the group. Uh, if you're done, then could I start doing my research? Oh no, yeah, I gotta. I need to look up how rabbits. So yeah, maybe if you went to a pet store, they'd know better. I'm not entirely sure if they'd have a how-to rabbit book. At I mean, you never know. They they got all kinds of weird shit in libraries. Like, I, I once found a book. It had the most amazing stew recipe. Uh, and then I found another one that had, like, a bunch of different rocks and information on those rocks in it. Oh, man, those rocks. Those are pretty interesting rocks. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I used it for, like, a good
Critically Chaotic is a Dungeons & Dragons podcast brought to you by the following people. The DM is Zan, who can be found as at Zandir on all platforms. They is played by Alex, who simply cannot be found. Snow is played by Bean, aka Alexa, who can be found in a variety of ways, but mainly at Alexandra underscore Jaden on Twitter. Carius is played by Kian, who can be found as at LostFanboy on most platforms. Jerome is played by Lady, who writes, quote, and that's all you get, you dirty gremlins. Mogan is played by Queen, who chooses not to be located at this time, or ever. Leaf is played by Sela, also known as Strawberry Online, who can be found as at underscore Strawberry Milk on Twitter. The theme song is Melody by Emery. If you would like to support Critically Chaotic, please consider leaving a 5-star review and following us on whatever podcast listening platform you are currently using. You can find us at CritChaoticPod on Twitter with no underscores, where we post updates and retweet fan content. For any other platform you would like to see us on, please look in the description. We will see you next week for the continuing adventures of Vox Anima. Have a great week, everyone. I think that Alex said that Bay was just in more of a rush because she's meeting Valen. Valen? Later. I keep forgetting how to pronounce his name. Valen like Valentine. Ah, okay.